0: Restaurant Unstoppable Episode 368
1: Yeah the more you understand about different cultures the more you understand the amplitude of things nothing else is different i mean it's just a matter of a different perspective nothing is wrong necessarily wrong or right anymore it's just a matter of a different perspective
0: Are you ready for it factors, success stories, failures, and bombs of restaurant industry knowledge? Then, join Eric Cacciatore and today's incredible guest as they share what it takes to become unstoppable. Yo guys, what if I told you I found a menu that's made from paper that's waterproof and rip-proof? This thing is basically dirty-proof. Jesus Mary and Joseph, get me some of that. Uh I hate cleaning menus, but you can have this menu. It's called Terra Slate Menus, guys. You'll get 15% off if you use promotional code UNSTOPPABLE at checkout. So what are you waiting for? Head over to terraslatepaper.com. One question for you, does your social media game have room for improvements? The answer is yes for everyone across the board. We all need to continuously be improving to be unstoppable. But if you don't necessarily know exactly what you're doing, social media can be super intimidating. You need a strategy. You need a plan. Where does it come from? I'll tell you where it comes from. The number one marketing and promotion book, Bar and Restaurant Success. Head over to freebrsbook.com. One more time. FreeBRSBook.com to get your free copy of this book. I can't make it any easier. With excitement, allow me to introduce to you today's guest, Gabriella Valar. Gabriella, you got to tell me, are you feeling unstoppable today? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. So, Gabriella Valar is the chef owner of Catina Restaurant located in Cur- Curitiba. Did I say it correctly, Brazil? Yes, yeah, great. Yeah, that's it. Valar <laughs> has found a way to create a business around her passion of respecting the environment, art, culture, tradition, and food. She isn't only surviving. She is thriving, going on her ninth year of business. And a special shout out to our boy Nandu for make, uh, recommending you, getting you on my radar. I can't wait to share your story and advice. Before we do that, let's get that motivational inspirational ball rolling with a success quote or mantra. What do you have for us?
1: Mario Quintana says, and I will keep his, my quote, you don't know, you don't need to go chasing the butterflies. You should go after them. I'm sorry. You should cultivate your garden so that they come to you. So instead of go chasing the butters, the butterflies, you cultivate your garden, and the butterflies—the butterflies will come to you. Yes, and I,
0: think- I love it. Oh, that's a great way to get this thing started. Uh, you cultivate your garden, and the butterflies will come to you, Gabriella. That's beautiful. What does that mean to you? Tell me how that resonates and speaks to your heart.
1: Uh, that says, I think, pretty much everything. Yeah. Uh, but in summary, I think it says if you want Change done. They must come from you. You shouldn't expect yes. that the change will Firstly come from others. They will firstly come from you.
0: Yes. If you, I love
1: cultivate, it Yeah, so when you cultivate your garden, I think that's what you're doing
0: if you want change to come change must come from you That is so true. Uh Man, I love it. And I'm sure we'll dive into that and how that really applies to you and your business as we get going. Uh, but first, kind of give us your story uh, on how you got into this industry. Can you remember when you first knew that this was going to be your life?
1: Well, I think um, it was uh, in the States when I was doing an exchange program. Um, I was doing my. my my bachelor,
0: no. Was it a master's or like?
1: My second, my second, uh, my second year at high school there, okay. my junior, no, it was a, well, anyway, so it was my second year, uh, I was in exchange <laughs> program. Okay. And, um, it was the first time we had, uh, I had uh, to experience one of the, the schooling system is different. We don't get to choose our classes here. Okay. And, uh, classes in Brazil, they are very, uh, uh Um, oriented towards uh, like uh, an exam to get into the university and we never had anything like uh, home economics so I was the first time I experienced the course home economics and in there we had uh, sewing, we had gardening uh, we had maintenance and we we also had cooking class and that was to me I was 15 at the time and um, even though I grew up with a very like homemade um, style when cooking comes next. So my mom, we always used to uh, relate to to food, to home cooking. So that was something that wasn't too far away from my reality. And when that came into not only from home, but it came from a class and that became a potential um, uh, professional way of looking at things, I was like, yeah that's it so it wasn't so much of the cooking was like the general thing about uh the food relation but food to me was like yeah I need to work with food so that was how it began I think that was the turning point
0: awesome I love it and uh what was your next step after that once you knew that you wanted to work with food how did you start living intentionally to make this career for yourself
1: come come to well then I came back to Curitiba and uh for uh since at the moment, it was hard. I really wanted to stay in the States or to go back to the States. But it was really hard because I was also young. I was then 16 at yeah. the time. And my parents were like, no, you're not going to uh, just go without nothing. Um, and then so I, for another like six months, I started to try the what we call the, this exam, which we call vestibular. So I was studying for the exam. So I tried all these different. You have to select what you're studying. Of course, you have to choose your major. So I tried um, agronomy, so I wanted to work with the production of food in okay. some ways. Um, I tried arts. I thought, how about painting arts and uh, painting food and all that? Always oh, also another way I thought that could be interesting. Um, I also tried I, I mm-hmm. know I tried for all different areas, and then I ended up um, starting a university for um, informatica for like computer science. Which was so, something completely different. So, I coursed that for like maybe four months and I knew for sure that I did not want that. I did not want to sit behind the desk. <laughs> yeah. I did not want to work with oh, numbers. Man, I, hear you.
0: I did something <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah. So, um, okay, so agriculture, art, computer science. Uh, w- when did you come back to the restaurant industry and hospitality?
1: So, that's when I studied for that and I was like, that's not it. And then with my father, uh, like I was um, trying to uh, – he knew I really to want to go outside. And then he comes to me and he says, well, if you really want to go outside, let's find what you want to do. And then let's find something that is good. So um, he so, already um, – Real quick, when I,
0: do you mind if I interrupt? What do you mean by go outside? Like work outside? Like be outdoors? I get
1: out of the country. Oh, go okay,
0: okay, okay. Got you. Yeah,
1: again, I, I came back to Curitiba. Um, that's where I had – my father's dream he my fathers from the northeast of Brazil, and that's like you know from on the other side of the coast in the states it's okay. about five thousand kilometers um distance. so he was in diff- totally different culture yeah. so he was from there and he came to live in the south of brazil um so he and um so he always wanted to go abroad, so he understood that that could be something very important for me yeah. to have my education abroad so he supported me. he, he um helped me to go after that and then he, he helped me to accomplish this this um, uh, this choice because of course going abroad there are all these other costs that yeah, it involves, of
0: it's course expensive so
1: we looked into different areas but then uh, it was easy when I got into this Swiss option uh, when it came to hospitality industry when it came to hospitality industry I thought that's it I yeah. want to go to hospitality because it combines <laughs> You know many things that I like about not only the the the, the food thing but all kind uh, uh, the, the cultural aspect of life and all of that. So the, when um, maybe a few months after that, actually no, it took me another. I ended up going like maybe seven eight, eight months after uh, I began looking into this. Already the next year, so um, between this time I was around here studying uh, French because it was a, a a French speaking school an English and french speaking area uh, where the school was located and that's where I met Nando oh, so okay. it was it was incredible um, that's when I, I, I first uh, got in a prof- in contact with a f- professional world of food service in general right um, but I've always been very service oriented that's always been uh, oh, well not always that for maybe fifteen years um Maybe always, I think service. Sorry, service is one of the areas I like a lot mm. when it comes to the whole um, what area is it of
0: about service uh, specifically. Well, what does service mean to you? When you say the word service, what do you mean by service?
1: Well, um, I'll, I'll actually get into the word of serve, mm. and to me, to serve is to, I think. To serve is to offer mm. what you have, is to give your hand to others. And I think, just like I mentioned in the beginning, cultivating your garden, uh, I think is by giving that we take. So I think to serve is the, one of the most noble um, possibilities of humans. Mm-hmm. So if we serve somebody, it means that we're humble. We're uh, humble, I think is the word, or milde. I think you're... Um, you're um, you understand that life is much more more than just you. Exactly. Because I I see that many times we have um, humanity going towards you know humanity and the the oneself more than than the general. It's a hard exercise sometimes to yeah. um, look at the whole at the whole instead of looking at the minor thing. We yeah. try, tend to look at the minor.
0: It's something that's very unique about us. Uh, our Species, we we need each other to survive. We've evolved to lean and depend on each other. So there's a certain something within us that is driven towards service to others, to support others, because we know uh, subconsciously, in, in, it's our intuition that we need we need everyone. We need to, we need to lean on each other. We need to support each other. And uh, I love that uh, when people just see the value of service. Uh, it's a beautiful thing. Um, so I'm kind of. I'm not sure if I quite understand. So at this point, are you in Louisiana? And you said you met Nandu. So you, you left Brazil and you went to the States.
1: Switzerland. Switzerland. Switzerland.
0: Oh, okay. Because I know he's in Louisiana now. Okay. So you, you went to Switzerland. Okay. And that's where he went right. to school as well. That's how you guys yeah. met each other. Got gotcha. you. Yes. Huh? So you're, you're in Switzerland. You're studying um, a hospitality, a culinary in Switzerland.
1: Right. Okay. It was actually – um, yeah, it's a hotel management school, gotcha. so it arranges food service in okay. all, all aspects, but also uh, all the service area and all the, the hotel management gotcha. area, so yeah. What year it's, is this? It's very complete university, sorry. What year was this? Uh, that was in 98. Okay, so 98.
0: 1998. So you're getting your degree. Oh, after,
1: sorry. That was in 1997.
0: Okay. Uh, so you got your degree. Uh, what happens when you finish your school, your education?
1: Uh, after I finished, and actually in between the time that I was studying also, uh, I went to China for okay. like one of the internships. So I spent some time in China, and then the other one was in Switzerland. Okay. And then after that, I went to the States. I went to Boston. Uh, for, I went to teach at Endicott College. And also do like a part-time uh, studying there. What year were you at Endicott College? college? Uh, I was there in '99, um, '99.
0: Oh, beautiful! You're in my neck of the woods. That's where I'm. I'm in that area. I was like maybe only a half hour drive. Beautiful. Uh, anyway, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. where, where are you from? I'm, in, I'm from Southern New Hampshire. So oh, right over the border, yeah, oh, that's, beautiful area. I should
1: have known by your. I know, right? right
0: <laughs> yeah. So, um, so when, so all this time you're just getting experience. You're getting out there. You're teaching. What were you teaching?
1: I was managing a uh, restaurant school there. Okay. Uh, cool. It was at college, so I was I was managing. So I was teaching service in general, but everything about like coffee, all drink, uh, all bev- beverage service also. Yeah. And. And the kitchen service, yeah.
0: Okay, so it wasn't until see so year now is two thousand seventeen. It wasn't until late, uh, like two thousands, like two thousand eight, was when you opened your restaurant, right? two thousand
1: eight is when I, when I opened. yeah.
0: Okay, so when did this vision for this restaurant start to to you know exist within your head? When did this vision come into the, the view for you?
1: Well, that's interesting, because I did not have a restaurant as my vision. Okay. That was kind of the consequence. (laughs) And because I knew it so much, I had worked so much at it, it was, I mean, it was um, easy. And then with, you know, it was not easy, nothing is easy, but I I knew, I knew, you know, when I had problems, I knew those problems existed. That was it, you know, I had to go through them with time. And then it's very interesting, Eric, because then with time, and I'd say maybe five years after having Quintana, uh, then I really began um, applying the things that I really believed in my life then in within the restaurant. So basically, like it wasn't a dream because I knew how much work mm-hmm. it you know, it is to have a restaurant and, and all of that. But then, because I had made the choice of having a restaurant, it was something I knew, and I knew how important that was. Then I started applying uh, what back there, the, the all the aspects of, for example, um, um, agriculture, like I said, mm-hmm. you know, art. Mm-hmm. So basically what I do nowadays is... Uh, I work with everything that is that I find is important um, in life. So I work with um, all of this. I work with art. I do a lot of art exhibits, exhibitions here. Uh, nowadays, I basically plant my food, and I, I I have many partnerships with my producers also. So we've been... And, I mean, that's just the beginning. There was a huge potential in that mm-hmm. that I, I, I work with time. Mm-hmm. So I basically have... Um, you know, my, my achievement wasn't necessarily, you know, the dream of having a restaurant, but I think it's to have, you know, whatever it is, and in my case, it yeah, ended up being a restaurant, uh, that you can transform or bring out your own dreams mm. out in the, you know, in your life to actually live, you mm. know, what you believe in, especially it. in a war yeah, it's, um, I think I have uh, been always, looking into conscious consciousness and the more i see the way things are now the more clear i am and i understand that you know we have i don't know it's the the whole world is it can be messed up or it can be good mm. so i try to focus in bringing the good things about it i love it um and yeah so that's more i mean that's that's my realization i think that's my my most happiness i think when yeah. you know then having that through the restaurant
0: it sounds like your passion is the environment and art and culture and tradition and all and these food things food. And, and food yeah like we mentioned in the introduction and for yeah. you the restaurant is just the channel through which you can express express your passions and uh, do what you're passionate about and you you bring all these passions together through the restaurant, but the restaurant itself isn't your passion.
1: Um, is also is also
0: your passion. Not only Everything. the restaurant. That's
1: what I mean. <laughs> I love it.
0: Okay, awesome. Uh, so I'm curious, what happened between uh, like say 2099 that time to 2008? What were the key things that happened in your life to set you up to open this restaurant?
1: Well, uh, right after, in fact, uh, the experience in in Bo- in 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 Massachusetts, uh, I, I I was re- I was really cold there, and I really, you know, I really so felt you were really cold. Bed.
0: Oh yes. man, I know in what you're the- talking about. Spring, summer, <laughs> or falls around the corner, and I'm not looking forward to winter. I'm gonna be. Oh
1: wow, I remember. Like <laughs> it, it didn't matter how much coat you had on if you're outside. The cold would be in your bones. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, your boogers freeze in New Hampshire, that's for sure. Uh, it's not oh. pleasant.
1: <laughs> but I love it. I love it. I remember, I mean, the first experience, I mean, you have it, the only experience, having snow uh, with the beach, we're used yeah. to having, you know – the sand and the beach with summer uh, here in Brazil, and then so that was a very thrilling experience <laughs> to have the with with snow. <laughs> yeah, so I love it. I love it though, even, even though it's cold. I love it.
0: What were the next steps you took to get to the restaurant? Like what happened from Massachusetts? Like after Massachusetts?
1: So because of that, I ended up choosing the the the, the, the East Coast um, because of the weather. Uh, and also because, you know, I knew the culture in California was totally different. And, and one great thing about doing this hospitality school and one great thing about, you know, where I am today was living with all these different cultures. And mm-hmm. I remember Nando also, I mean, that's true everywhere. All of our friends from school, I'm sure they all have the same relation to this. Um, um, and living with all these different cultures, it's really amazing how um, you can... Uh, learned so much from it. So I knew that going to California was going to be very special. And yeah, it was, uh, especially because then after learning a little bit of the differences of culture, working with a few restaurants there, um, I started, I was the f and I became the F&B um, director, uh, the F&B manager of um, an opening hotel. So opening a hotel, it was an Omni hotel. It was a big challenge because it was the first Omni in San Francisco. But that happened uh, when the Silicon Valley had the down. So it happened in a very special time in the United States. And the whole culture of the United States um, I've, I've I learned a lot from it. Um, it's different from Europe, from Asia, from South America, uh, from Brazil specifically. So um, that was really special. That was definitely like one of the most, uh, ve- one of the very, very important, most important experiences uh, that made me realize that going through the opening, uh, doing all of the hiring, um, all of the... The construction of um, the 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 B team. I had 50 people working for me, okay. and at the time I was 23 years old. Oh, wow! Wow!
0: <laughs> yeah, what a, that's a huge responsibility.
1: It was a big challenge. It was a big challenge.
0: So, what were the biggest lessons you would say you learned in that process of opening the Omni San Francisco that you applied when you started your own business?
1: There were so many yeah but learning uh, i even brought the these maybe one or two days ago into one of our uh our uh partners here a person that works here for, uh, with me here at Quintana. um omni had the the 10 uh, like the 10 values that they made it very clear um to everyone and i i was a very successful manager even though it was very extreme um challenging and i know that many areas, you know, of course, I would do much better if I had more experience like I have now. But uh, it was knowing uh, at that time how the values of the company were important to be uh, clear. So they had this little paper uh, all folded uh, with the 10 most important steps. And I use this until today. So for sure, like, uh, you know, it's basic stuff, for example, um, greeting whoever crosses to you, um, greeting them at uh, verbally if they are like in the next I think it was like five feet to you or just smile at them if they are for the first contact if they are further out from you so if you know somebody arrives at a door even if you're like maybe 20 meters away from them you should look and you're busy but you just look and you smile and then you get back to what you're doing. You don't stop what you're doing. They know that they, they saw you. So that's already a communication. You've already um, greeted the person without needing to stop and say hello or anything. So it's that amazing. was and,
0: yeah, it's amazing and, what a smile can do. Uh, people exactly. underestimate the smile so much. Sorry to interrupt. Keep going.
1: No, I'm glad <laughs> it did. <laughs> I get as you can see. Sometimes I get very
0: excited. No, I love and, it. I love the excitement. So, uh, so the biggest lesson for you at the Omni San Francisco was finding these values, these 10 values. And one of those values was greeting people within five feet and smiling uh, if they're further away. What were some of the other values you picked up that you still apply to your life to this day?
1: Um, well, there are...
0: <laughs> You're stressed out. You seem stressed my-
1: but I'm, I'm trying to get away. I mean, uh, between these 10 there that I made, there are many of these 10. But I'm going to get, like, um, another experience. I remember being so exhausted because I, was, I would get there. I would run the breakfast service. Then I had all the event, breakfast in room service. So at yeah. 5 a.m. in the morning, okay. 5.30, latest, like, I, I would be there. In the beginning, you have to train all these things, so you're there basically in all hours because, yes, I did have the assistant and everybody, but um, um, it's a 24-hour operation, so I mean, it's crazy. Um, So anyway, at 5.30 in the morning, 5 in the morning, uh, I had many people from the... Um, a kitchen I had even like there was a, a, a master chef so there were many Mexicans and I loved how they did such a good teamwork that like 5.30 in the morning uh, having finished the work at 2 in the morning mm. the, next, the, the last evening the na- last morning yeah. so I was sleeping very few hours already you know, it's stressing to open a hotel but the guys, the Mexican dudes they would always make the best breakfast <laughs> like this you know, very spicy egg and and this like bagel and egg and spicy tomato sauce. And that's beautiful teamwork because yeah. if you take care of one another, you know, you can go anywhere because you have people together with you.
0: Oh, I love that. I'm writing that down. So that that other big lesson for you was just the power of taking care of one another and being there for each other. And you learn this from uh, these Mexican workers that would work, it sounds like, you said from 3 o'clock in the morning they would, and they would sleep for 2 or 3 hours maybe and then be back there at 5 a.m. That's crazy. Um, yeah. What else did you learn? Or do you want to move to the next step of your life and draw some lessons from that?
1: Well, um, yeah. We can go for the next. Le- there are many. I mean, there there's so much there. But uh, even... Uh, I think one... I'll finish with one. Um, it was very hard. I... I, I after... And I'm getting all emotional here. That's very special because I'm really talking from my heart. Oh, I love so, it. So <laughs> that's very special. I thank you because it's good that we um, sometimes, we, um, I know many times we, we tend to put even bad experiences, we, um, we try to hide them and then not ever talking about it. But I think talking about it's a great way to bring it back and then. You know, make peace, at whatever. Yeah. Sometimes it's very hard. So,
0: so you're saying this bad experience was uh, the wor- the the hard work of five a.m. Yeah, I'm gonna.
1: Yeah, I was getting to this exactly. I ended up getting very sick um, uh, after that. That's Even the reason okay. why I ended up deciding to come back to Brazil, and it was very hard for me to come back to Brazil. I stayed another like five years. You know, thinking why did I come back? Now I know, and I'm very happy I did, and I know I had to come back. But at the time, uh, I worked so much, and I because I was, I was, um, I, even though I had a lot of experience, I had a lot of, uh, will, I had a lot of um, good knowledge, but I was still a very young uh, lady at the time, and I did have a lot of challenges in 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 my. I had, all my partners were, I mean, they were like 40 and above, of yeah. course. Um, <clears throat> So I, it took a um, a lot and I got very hurt. And uh, now I've le- I learned a lesson. Like now, you know, I don't want to go so deep that I hurt myself so bad because, you know, it was good that I did one time, but I learned not to do it again, you know. I'm,
0: I'm going to dive a little bit deeper here because I'm not entirely sure. What, okay. What I worked.
1: I gave myself so much into something and it was great. There was always the good sides because I knew, uh, you know, that I was, you know, I was doing my best. It was great. But I also um, ended up hurting myself mm. from giving so much. So I knew that I, you know, if, if that hurt <laughs> myself, if, if that was too much to me, I, I couldn't keep on doing that more and more because I knew that I hurt myself.
0: Overworking um, yourself, uh, fatigue, exhaustion. Is that what
1: I... In the Yeah, in the sense that I didn't want to work with a corporation anymore. Okay. Because I didn't want to. You know, that was a great learning for me. uh, That you know, when you work with a bigger corporation, uh, you know, I needed to maybe find um, work with something that I that I could respect. You know, there. If you're sometimes you're um, you're pulled. Until you don't have what else to give, so you know there, there are are
0: I'm still a little confused. Industry. I'm sorry. Uh, so uh, when you're saying that you were you're tired, you're sick, and, and it was because of the corporation, I mean, what exactly was was it heartless for you? Was it soulless? Like what what was making you tired and was, sick? I, I'm not really wasn't sure.
1: The, it wasn't the corporation's the corporation's fault because it was all a matter of my choice. Okay. What I'm saying is that. When um, there, when I did that first opening, I understood that, um, and like you have to give yourself totally. So like basically, now um, now I, now I, I got conceive, confused. I thought I was very clear about it. Now I got confused. confused. <laughs> we'll get through this together. <laughs> because what I'm trying to say is that like I learned that you know you have to respect yourself. You have to. Uh, I I got myself like I I, I was so. I could have even done better. I could have even done better. If I had, you know, I was, um, I think that was experience, in fact, that I didn't need to get so sick. I didn't, you know, I didn't hear when it was much. I didn't make the best choices because, like, at that time, for example, you know, I was young and, you know, you're, like, unstoppable totally. <laughs> yeah. So between, like, you finished work at 1 a.m. instead of going home, taking a nice shower and sleeping, I would go to the bar and have like two martinis to get over the Yeah, night. We've you know?
0: never done that. <laughs> 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 You're not alone. Uh, but... So then
1: you, you go home and then you sleep for like one hour, two hours, three hours. And then you go to work. I think, Thank you for, like, trying to get that right. I think what I, you know, I had one experience that was this, you know, I could have done better mm-hmm. in the sense of making better choices mm-hmm. and not gotten sick. But I ended up getting sick. So it was like my body showing, you know, mm-hmm. you're not taking care of, of yourself. And now it, it makes, I, I just understood here from our conversation uh, you know, that this learning was, I mean, very, very special, very important for me to go towards my, my find my mission, go, which is now, I'm, you know, in the recent years, yeah. that has become a little bit more clear to yeah. me. Yeah,
0: you know, sometimes it takes those bad experiences to truly appreciate the good experiences, and I pulled that out from what you said, and um, I mean, what exactly if you could highlight the bad experience, if you could describe what was bad about this experience so we can really hone in on that. Uh, can you recognize what was bad about it? Aside from the fatigue, what, Uh what was bad about the experience?
1: The, the lack of experience itself. Okay. That was, um, that's why like nowadays I, I really recommend uh, people to, like, my, you know, I said, work, work a lot, get all the experiences, make your mm. mistakes before you have your own. You know, I I, I recommend because.
0: So, w- were you a partner in this business?
1: No, okay. not that one. Okay. But I've always had, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I've always had, uh, you know, I, I devoted. Like if it was mine, that was one, that's one of my good qualities yeah. in the sense that like, you like I've it. always, I, you know, one of the good, yeah, it's like you don't, so not like you own it, but you really devote yourself. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm going to do the best of me. Mm. I'm going to do the best of me. So uh, that was, uh, that's one of the the things.
0: Awesome. Should we yeah. move on to the next stage before you yeah. open? So what, sure. what, what, where'd you go next? What What was the next step for you?
1: Then I came back to Brazil. Okay. And
0: how long were you in California?
1: I was there for a year, a year and a half.
0: Okay. Year and a half. So we're looking at early 2000s now, 2001, 2002. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You came back to Brazil. Um, what were you coming back to do?
1: Actually, I was. Um, that was my challenge at the time. What am I going <laughs> to do?
0: <laughs> oh my God. So were you escaping the bad experience? So you just wanted to get away from the bad experience, maybe get healthy no. again?
1: No, no, no. Um, well, part of the thing, um, I needed to um, then get my visa. I had the one-year visa there, yeah. and then I had uh, the one year working after um, leaving Massachusetts. Okay. And then in order to get then my professional visa, I needed to sign a contract for four years. Okay. Which Omni offered me, oh. right? And that was the next step. That okay. was the next step. So I stayed there for a year more. Six months I had already from, from uh, the the tourism I had, you know. I could say so I stayed for you know a year at Omni for a year. Yeah. And then he needed to contract for another four years. So that's when I chose not to stay for another mm. four years. Otherwise, I could get myself into. You know, killing myself because (laughs) I I, was—I ended up getting um, a meningitis, a very rare kind. I was treated like um, with morphine. My mom had to fly into the states without. um, It wasn't me who communicated. Like I had, thank God, like a friend was able to. I mean, an American friend, actually, a Lebanese friend who lives in America, helped me get my mom in contact. I stress, stressed so many people. And, and including myself, it was such a, like, you know, I could have died. It was just, like, uh, it was too much. Uh, and it was time for me to, I wanted to get back to my family because my, I've always been close to my family, especially uh, my grandfather. Yeah. He was starting to get sick at the time. He was starting to, you know, weaken his health and all that. So uh, that all came into big weight. But it was the fact that I, I did get very sick. I did need people to come in here to help me. Well, in there, in the states to help me. Uh, I had all my friends helping me and all that. And I was like, "Why?" I'm. I'm. I'm I believe, uh, like I said, you know, the food. I, I believe it. You know, a matter of health is a matter of choice. So, what choices was I making that I was get? I was so ill. Yeah. You know, that makes sense to me. Yeah,
0: this is a huge lesson right here. Yeah. And I don't mean to cut yeah. you off, but a matter like we like to blame outside reasons for our circumstances so often like it's not my fault It's because of this because of that because of work but we make all the choices we choose to go out after work we choose to do all these things that you know what we eat our diet all these things will impact us and if we're not feeling good if we're not if we don't like our, our current situation don't forget you put yourself there and what are you going to oh. do to get out of that situation that's up to you uh, it's, it's a, I don't yeah. want to just breeze over that because that – I love what you said. I, I don't know the exact words you used, but you are – you make your own choices. It's nobody's fault. Like those were the choices you made. So thank you for putting the emphasis on that. I love it. Yeah, great. Um, so how great. did you get yourself <laughs> – no, 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 no. So uh, I, I really want to make sure we leave time to talk about how you opened your own restaurant and how you've evolved over the, the past nine years and what you think contributed to your success – uh, with Cantina or I'm afraid I'm saying it yeah. wrong. Quintana, <laughs> sorry, Quintana. Um, so, any other things happen between this situation where you come back to Brazil, uh, you cover, you get healthy again, and before you open your restaurant, you want to talk about that we should know.
1: Um, yeah, well, I as I didn't know, um, as I didn't know, I as I mentioned in the beginning i had I went as an exchange student when I was fifteen, so I basically got out and then i I, I came back here for another almost not, uh, almost another year okay. and then i I went back I went out to the, to Switzerland and on and then I came back only like nine years after that so coming back to Brazil, I left as a you know a young girl adolescent adoles, yeah. adolescent and then I came back. And I had never had any professional experience in my country okay. unless except for, well, um, in, in the area that I was a professional, that I had become a professional at. So I went to understand our culture. And that was key for me to uh, be where I am today, for me to open my restaurant uh, I went to I went to travel to uh, I went to Bahia, the northern a northern state, because it's one of one of the states. They have a very very um, strong culture. Um, uh, um, um, They 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 are very Bahia is very. Um, is a state that expresses, I think is l- kind of like that expresses their culture from uh, like the immigrants of Africa. Um, we have a little, a little bit of the Indians and some of the Portuguese influence. Okay. Um, so they are very, they have their own culture. I think it's kind of like Louisiana, I think. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure. But okay. I think it's kind of like Texas, also very specific, yeah. right? They're very, um, so you wanted and, to understand
0: uh, that, that unique melting pot of cultures. And you said that understanding that culture was key. Why was, was key, that so key? I,
1: Why? Oh, because, um, I mean, we live in a very large country, just us and you yeah. and so and a very rich country. So um, since I had understood the importance of like, I already knew some of the cultures abroad and I understood that living, even if I hadn't lived in some uh, some countries, but because I have, I had lived with some people from other cultures, and I have really, I mean, had really close contact with many people from other cultures, that gave me um, some learning, some teaching, that taught me so much in life that no school, no work had necessarily had given. So I needed to learn that in my country, because I had chosen to come back to my country. Mm. I need to know what my country was all about, because um, it's this culture is very important. My, uh, you know, it's a very um, understanding that is like in the States, to me, I understood like I, I made, you know, to me, the States uh, is a very um, oriented, I mean, and also very profit and very a practical oriental country uh, oriented country so you make it happen and no matter what you focus and you go and you make it <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter what it is you make it yeah. and then in China I lived in China and then I saw the depth of the culture like how to them talking about this guy he's a politic, talking about him can make you dead like that's absurd Wait, that's say that one that we-
0: more time I think I missed it
1: For example, uh, not at at the time that I lived there, but like when Mao Zedong, uh, families, if they spoke anything, for example, different than whatever Mao Zedong believed, um, the family, not only the person who had had said that, but the whole family could get killed because they didn't believe in the same thing. So what was the lesson
0: behind that?
1: The lesson is, I mean, my lesson right now is, uh, like, there are so many different cultures in the world. Mm. There are so many different ways of thinking that if you don't open your mind, if you don't understand how people think, you're not going to get, you know. But on the other hand, the more you understand about different cultures, the more you understand the amplitude of things, nothing else is different. I mean, it's just a matter of a different perspective. Nothing is necessarily wrong or right anymore. It's just a matter of a different perspective. So getting to know all these different cultures after Bahia, which was great, it was a beautiful experience. I went to Ceará, which is a northern state even, and I went for a project of like three months as a consulting. I went to open uh, a restaurant and I ended up um, staying for like three and a half years opening a restaurant, a bar, uh, a catering company, And then people were like, Gabriela, you know, why don't you stay here and you can live here? And it was beautiful. It was by the beach. It was, you know, uh, but also culturally, uh, it's a big difference between the northern of Brazil and the south of Brazil. So the southern part of Brazil, where I'm from, is a very, a much more developed area. So uh, we have less nature. We have more um, city, more civilization. So more culture, more Intellectuality, in some senses, gotcha. uh, over in the Northeast, You can find more, you know, it's more joys, more art, is mm-hmm. more, you know, and and then I was already for like four or five years there. Oh, and and it's a very social country, so it was just came to a point. I was like, I can't live here because you know, it's a, it's it's I needed and I needed to come back to my family because they were in the south. So I still, even though I came back to Brazil. One of the largest strengths or largest weights for me to come back to Brazil was because uh, of the family. Um, I, I was still not back here. So I was like, okay, after four years in the Northeast, getting to know our culture, I came back. Oh, I, I just remember I was still <laughs> um, uh, pulled into another year and a half into a restaurant of a friend's family. I didn't want to go. And that was a great learning. I didn't want to go, but I, I thought, well... I have nothing yet in my fam- in my, my my city you know it's just like the guy who said 6 year for 6 months only for me to help um, making the restaurant better and then I spent a year and a half no a year and 3 months because I understood that no consulting job fixes one problem, a company a restaurant problem in less than a year no. Even if you're not there you never yeah. so I learned that this consulting job consulting consultancy is very it's, um, you know it's very hard for you oh, to go into another company yeah. so I ended up staying for another year and a half away <laughs> and I had many great learnings there too. Oh, I,
0: just, I want to make sure I'm staying with you. First, I want to say I love your energy. I love how happy you are. I love the, just the, the light that shines from you. Uh, but <laughs> I want to make sure that I understand. So you are in the north of Brazil, right? And that's where yeah. you're studying your culture, studying out how people work, how people think. You need to understand people. That's what you meant by understanding your culture. It's understanding your people, how they think, and what what's important to them. But just getting them. Um, you were in northern Brazil working for an, uh, another – did you own your own restaurant and catering? Or were you working for somebody else up there? Somebody else. And then you did some, some consulting. Uh, and then you realized that consulting, even in a year's time, that wasn't enough time. Uh, I mean what made you come come back to the self? What was it that you were longing for that you needed that made you come back to the self of Brazil? <sighs>
1: Yeah. Oh, you're great. You ask just the perfect questions. I love it.
0: <laughs> I try to stay up. I try to Thank stay you with for you for giving,
1: giving me a good uh, a good direction. So I think I was actually looking to doing the things my way, because after I said about the consulting, uh, it doesn't work in a year because I was in the Northeast and for like three years it was great. I mean, three years you're able to accomplish a lot. In a year you are able able to accomplish yes. Now, I, like I said, I, it took me like a year and a half to reorganize a company. And I'm saying that six months is too little to reorganize, especially because uh, I came back to the south looking into doing something that was, I think there was like, you know, more of my way. I wanted to be back in the south um, because, like I said, the family. And I knew, it, to me, it didn't matter I needed my heart, I was following my heart, and I needed my my heart to be comfortable. I needed to be happy where I am to feel there was home. Nowhere I was stopping was home. It was incredible, and I needed to you know that was that was pulsing inside so uh, finally, when I got back here, it was quite a thing because I didn't get back like you said, oh, you know, how was it the dream to make the restaurant? make a restaurant myself wasn't uh, a dream I had, but it was a possibility. And of course, it wasn't a dream in the sense, like I knew it was a challenge, but of course, uh, like making my own was, yes, it, it was a dream. Of course it was a dream because I had worked so hard in so many other restaurants to try to make the best, to try to, you know, apply all these things that I had learned with all these different cultures and in these different ways um that everything happened just like this i came back to curitiba and six months later i was basically opening my restaurant so
0: okay so i can um you said you wanted to open your restaurant your way in your way was your family your heart your home uh yeah
1: and different than the standards
0: so not just was it operationally your way which I kind of want to get into what what you mean by your way operationally but it was it was something that meant something to you something that was important to you something that that was a reflection of who you are who your your you know your story your culture who you were uh, but what do you mean by my way as far as like operationally or did that not play into the equation so much
1: um our service Relation here in Brazil is very special. It's very uh, discriminated, I would say. We are very immature still when whether it, when it comes to servicing. Mm. So we tend to have one of one example in the other. I wanted to do it my way. Um, giving value to the employee, paying more, paying more more than the average, um, um, even like, how do I say, recognizing making, making this industry, uh, you know, the, the service is, yeah. for, for pleasure, mm. because, for example, cooking used to be, okay, if you cook, Um, then you're, you know, when people who cook are people who have nothing else that you can do. So you go and you go to kitchen Mm. and it's not like that. I mean, it's the opposite. My God, it's such (laughs) a responsibility for, you know, if you're in the the kitchen, it's such a responsibility.
0: Yeah. I think it it might've just clicked for me, but, um, so when you say your way, it's more than just your heart, your home, your family, but. You wanted you wanted to bring your culture forward, where where you take care of people, where you're giving, you're caring, and you're not. I think I can't remember the word you used. I think it was uh, you were. The, the, there wasn't a culture of service before. You didn't have that culture. People were was what was the word you used? Um. Uh. I can't, um, I can't sure. remember. But it, basically, what I'm hearing from you is that uh. Your way was changing the culture, changing the the why's, the reasons, being more giving and caring to your people.
1: I think bringing – I think it's bringing more value to service, being the service as, like, the, the waiter, being um, the service of, like, in the kitchen. So, like, the mission of my company, of Quintana, is to serve and superhand That's our mission. So in order to superhand – is that right, this word, superhand?
0: Superhand?
1: Oh, no. So it's not. Let me see. Like, oh, surprise. (laughs) Surprise. To (laughs) To serve serve
0: and surprise. (laughs) I love it. Uh, To
1: serve and surprise. So the way of surprising, we believe, is like to serve, you know, we can go into the basics of serve. Oh, you can give out a plate of food or you can offer a beverage – but if you serve, if you give your love, if you give mm. your attention, your undivided attention, mm. and, you know, you give...
0: Presence. Um,
1: and then more than, much more than that, that's our difference. Then uh, we give information. So we have so much information here at Quintana. We give the person um, knowledge so that that person remembers Quintana so that that person gets an experience and we are able to, super, to surprise. Yes. Otherwise, you know, how yes. are we going to surprise just with food or oh. beverages or a smile? So we have to give much more. We have to make that person think. Yes, and I Make that person take something, you know? Yes. Uh, that person <laughs> has, to, has oh. to go with Quintana or with your service. That person has to take that inside their heart. Mm. If they take inside their heart, then they're with
0: you. I love it. And I love that <laughs> And you... then
1: you become unstoppable. <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs>
0: I love it. And I, I love the emphasis you put on knowledge. I think that's one area we don't take enough advantage of. Uh, in our, you know, Matt Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like right in the middle of that tier is that that personal growth, getting mm. new information. And when you can tap into your guests' higher oh. needs of learning and discovering new things they can tie like that's a good feeling that like endorphins come out of us when we figure new things out it's it's exciting and you can tie that those feelings to your service to your restaurant and a lot of restaurants do not take enough advantage of that ability to educate your guests on why it is you do what you do or the reasons why you do things the way you do things uh so i love that you went there but man tons of great stuff uh okay so what else do you think it is And you know, from the interview you did with Nandu, uh, he put a lot of emphasis on your principles, on your core values and on not sacrificing your standards and delivering the best product and how that can actually, you know, holding true to your values and not being willing to budge on your prices, for example. But almost like, how am I going to say this? Why is that so important to have those principles, to, to have your standards and to not budge for them? And how does that serve you in the long run? Sorry, it was all over the place. I, I
1: love it. Uh, you're amazing, Eric. We need to talk more. Okay. I want, because you have such a straight way of thinking, a straight line. You're very – I love it. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with me, your synthesis. I love it.
0: Okay. Thank you're you. You're welcome. It's my pleasure.
1: Well, I think we go back to the same thing as we began uh, and the, the Mario Quintana's idea of cultivate your garden so that the butterspl- butterflies will come to yes, you Yes,
0: that was all you gave me you give did... me goosebumps when you said that by the way I love that I was like this is gonna be a good interview sorry keep going
1: <laughs> and it's it's very special because when when you're delivering not only a product and you know when when you're when you're not doing only for the business, I think the time that we live now, the time that we're living today, we can't run out of it. There's so much mess. There's so much. There's so much mess that if you make your choices to follow this, I think we're contributing to that. So I think what I'm, I try to do is to do my part in. Whatever I do, making less of a mess. That doesn't make, you know, it's very, it's very challenging, of course. And I mean, I still need so much. There's so much um, space for me to do so much more throughout all my life. You know, I'm never gonna, you know, do, um, you know, everything. We're always doing. But uh, to me, I understand that it's my mission to. Do my part in this life, and I understand that we're not here just for no reason, just to have a business, to make money, to have a life, to have a family. Uh, I think we're here for much more, much, much more. What more? What more? Well, I think we're all connected to begin with. Mm. We're like, you know, it's very hard for us to really understand that we are brothers. It's hard to me, even nowadays, that I have more consciousness, but like, you're my. My brother, yes, it makes all sense, but it makes no sense, but it makes all sense.
0: Oh man, <laughs> I love it. That. I love it. I mean, there's so much value you're giving us right now. And when I hear you speak, I can't help but think of a quote that I recently heard that resonated so much with me, and I think it ties into what you're saying. It's along the lines, and I'm paraphrasing that we all who exist today owe a debt to those who came before us. Because everything that we have today is is compiled as a compilation of everything that was figured out for us the years past. The knowledge that was gathered, the information that was gathered, the culture that was gathered and improved upon, improved upon, knowledge being passed down over hundreds of thousands of years. And we owe a debt to all those people that came before us to pass that information along to us. We owe a debt, and we owe that debt to the future. We owe that debt to to, to give our values, to give what we know to be true, to pass that along to the future. And that's how we're all connected in my opinion. We all, I love it. And there's more, we don't, it's not just here and now in what we're doing in this, my business versus your business, we're all connected and doing good is good business. Uh, and I'm just paraphrasing. I'm just throwing things out now, but does that resonate with you?
1: Absolutely. I love it. We're, <laughs> we're all connected. Yeah. Awesome. Um, that's – you know, you just uh, – it's so interesting because it gets back to – you just said the way uh, you said it's very Irish. Are you Irish? Uh,
0: what gave it away? The giant red thing on my face? The beard? <laughs> or <is> no, that... <laughs> no,
1: no. That I that I could imagine before. Yeah, but uh, – but
0: My last name you, is right? I'm Irish and Italian. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because you're – yeah, Italian also for sure. Yeah, I mean it makes sense because of this cultural aspect mm. it's very interesting how like when i was i have a really good friend in i have a few friends but one really good friend in in ireland mm. and when i went to visit her uh, then living with staying with the family and having uh, family moments together and the chanting the irish songs mm. i was impressed what a culture mm. that through singing which is like the indigenous or the native uh, tribes still, I mean, like the indigenous of Brazil, and also, you know, the Hindu and the, the most antique uh, cultures. That's why I have so much respect for Irish culture. Uh, they tend their history, and they are always remembering through these chants uh, their elders. You know, the, like just like you said, you know, the the the, the ones that came before us, mm. and teaching. The, the kids the kids learn to to chant those songs from the beginning yeah. and they learn from their grandmothers that's incredible I love it so beautiful you just brought that memory from <laughs> Ireland for sure well, beautiful well, 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 you're welcome I guess uh, so I mean, maybe, maybe maybe you didn't understand because maybe sometimes I'm not so clear when I'm saying, <laughs> but I'll tell you it's a good thing uh, saying how the Irish culture is so what um, is here? Uh, how the Irish culture is so rich uh, and preserves in a very, um, very pretty. Even though um, it's very Irish, is uh, people who are tough and went through a lot. Uh, but it, I'm, it's a very special, special, pure culture that the, the works with its value. Yeah. Whoever is Irish, know it's Irish. I love that about. It. So it's been
0: almost, it's about an hour now we've been recording, and I haven't gotten enough of you yet. There's still, I'm, I want to ask at least one more question. And yes. uh, that is on how you have evolved as a restaurateur. Nine years in business now. Uh, I'm sure your business looks different today than it did, say, two or three years into business as far as your role, what you're doing every day. Uh, what did you learn about yourself as a business owner, and how have you evolved, and how has your business evolved because of that as well?
1: I think in the same keys uh, we are learning to be to do that a little bit better every day mm-hmm. so basically all actions mm-hmm. we're learning to do a little bit better, for example in the kitchen um, My products are mostly organic, but not only that. Nowadays, I have become better because um, I know who's planting my products, but I have become better because we are starting to plant our products, but we have become better. We're becoming better because now um, I'm starting to get... The animals produced responsibly. So I'm starting with the pig. But so each day, so this is just one example. And, and then we go like in the service and we go in all the areas. But basically, we're getting better. So, for example, our uh, remains in the kitchen. Um, so now our separation for whatever is organic, whatever is recycled. So, organic, we compose everything. But in the future, I still, you know, there's like maybe about 100 kilos or 100 kilos a day of orange and, um, well, orange skin, organic orange skin that I throw away. I still, and I compose, Mm -hmm. of course, I compose all of our remains. We destinate everything to its end. But I hope I get better tomorrow to... Instead of throw, I only use like 20% of this to make compote, to make like a jam mm-hmm. of orange skin. So I hope I have 80% of potential of skin that I compose with worms, but I, and I make that organic waste into, um, into soil again. Okay. And so I hope I get better. Yeah. Having using this eighty percent making jams and bringing these into people's homes, so that we use internally the you know the whole f- food as a whole, yeah, so basically we get better at yeah. our all of our practices day by day.
0: I love that whole concept of showing up every day to be a better version of yourself than you were the day before, but what about you like how is let me like what like stop and reflect back at what your life looked like when you were one year two years into your operation i'm sure you were doing a lot more work working in the business i'm I'm assuming you were probably on the line more in the kitchen more um have you are you getting to the point now where you're more working on the business more hands off or did you continue to stay in the business which is fine i think a lot of people want to be there
1: oh yeah perfect glad you, you you brought these yeah um, no, it's amazing. I've never had so much <laughs> time for me and my family. <laughs> yeah. So how did you yeah. get to that
0: point where you do have time for you and your family? How have you grown your business where you don't have to be there 24-7 like you did have to be there the first couple months you were open, say, for example?
1: Yeah, well, I've I've worked to become a little bit more efficient inf- efficient on my low qualities, for example, um, making things clear, then I delegated, so making myself clear and delegating and, and so therefore delegating with clarity because that was my biggest problem has made me a more success, uh, a more, I have more time. I can think the company much more. I can get out of the company and do all these, you know, go and plant because I want to be in contact with the land. So then I need to have people doing the operation here so that I'm outside. So delegating with clarity.
0: Mm. Yes, This is something that I think you might have recently had spoken to or Talk to Nandu about, right? Because I, I talked to Nandu about you. And he said that he was when he was working with you, you came to him and he said, Nandu, I have an issue with systems. I have an issue with my processes. I need to improve my systems and processes. And he listened to your problems. And then he said, Gabriella, I think you might have a problem with communicating. Uh, does this ring a bell?
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: Is this what you're talking about? Communicating and delegating with clarity? Were you not being clear?
1: Yes, um, in fact, he was a great, he, he, he was and he is a great help. I'm, I'm in fact going, uh, now beginning his, he has a co- the course and I'm yeah. going to do that because one of the suggestions that he's given us, we've applied here at Quintana and he has been working uh, greatly, but there is still a potential, I'm not, I'm not even doing exactly as he recommended. Um, but it, it has already helped, so it will help help even more once I accomplish with the whole team. Now yeah. I'm doing more with uh, the service team. <clears throat> so so, what does that for, delegating
0: clearly look like? How do you delegate clearly? What, what is there a process you use for that?
1: Well, uh, we did a putting practice. The pre meeting, like a, a a meeting, ten minutes every day. Mm. So that has become uh, much more clear for everybody what our goals are. Mm-hmm. So having the ten minutes where, when we look a little bit of yesterday mm. or whatever is past, well, firstly we see if everybody's okay, just like <laughs> none, and that's really, really big. That's I reinforce, I thumbs up for everything that he has brought, but like, I think this is the same show. I believe in that also. And that's great. Always, um, finding out how the other is. And it was, this is very, um, we have, uh, improved many aspects here. So, so how else that. does that
0: 10 minute uh, meeting looks? So you say you first start by making sure everybody's okay. And then what's the next thing you do?
1: And then we look at what happened yesterday. Okay. And, or, Sometimes with
0: you debrief. Sorry, you debrief. It's kind of like you know you debrief. You debrief. break it. Okay, beautiful.
1: We so what's yeah? Next? We do that in hotel business, too. Yeah.
0: So what comes after the debrief of the day before?
1: um Any situation uh, of like sometimes how how we were able to surprise the client. Okay. So let's bring out an experience before we used to bring. What problem happened? Oh, okay. How do we solve that? Now is what good problem yes. are we creating?
0: You highlight the to good. Keep you make, ourselves busy. I love it. You make it the example of the good things, so you recreate those good things. You show the picture yeah. of perfection. I love it. Anything else during that ten-minute meeting?
1: And then, uh, so what are we looking? What are we looking at? And you know, just then the, the future. And many times, yes, there is one very important things, and I think. Uh, maybe that's that's the, that's what I I have added into uh, what Nando has brought us <clears throat> because of all this cultural aspect I've been talking with spoken so much I've gotten deep into our native culture of Brazil and that's the native Indians of Brazil so I've been learning what our culture is because most Brazilians don't know. Because of many things, in fact, even because we don't have access to our native uh, um, Mm. culture. So um, I bring some of the spiritual aspects of our native culture into the team. And that's so special because believing or not believing, and I tell them that, we are all... Connected to the Indian, to the native Indian culture here. Angela, I could pegar a gravar? I What was that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I did have to say something in Portuguese no, here. Okay. And I was asking Angela to, <laughs> I was asking Angela to record, oh. uh, to record this so that we put this one out also. And here's Angela here. Oh, you recording? Our, her. She was out our of-
0: <laughs> She was out of frame, so I didn't know that you were talking to her. I was like, wait, what?
1: Oh, she, she, I just saw that she came to, behind us here, oh, okay. behind, behind me here. So anyway, so I try to bring a little bit of the spiritual um, side of our own culture because if we don't know about it, how are we going to grow all together? Mm. So one of the things that I think is not, not not only for our my restaurant, or, but I think it's for Brazil, I think uh, as a country, um, you know, thinking not on, as a whole – how are we going to get better better as a country? And one suggestion I give my fellow friends here in Brazil uh, is that we understand that we learn about our culture because if we don't know about it, we're always going to create our own ideas of our culture or even we're going to have only one perspective idea. For example, our education here, all of our education in Brazil has the indigenous, uh, indigenous culture being told from the Portuguese perspective not through the Indians perspective so that changes the whole thing mm. you know the same value as there is to the view of the Portuguese for example who came to Brazil first there is another super rich which have been discovering incredible gold yeah. like precious information that is from the native indigenous point of view, mm-hmm. and they have never been told. Or oh, uh, man. that many, very few people know about because it's not of their interest. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, it's, but it's it's, a, that's
0: crazy. It's amazing what's happening in Brazil right now. There are still tribes that are being discovered that are still very untouched from yes. the modern hand. And it's a beautiful thing that uh, what we're learning from these people, not what, what they're learning from us, but we're, what we're learning from them. Is beautiful yeah. and it's one of the few places on the planet if, if the only place on the planet where there's still people who are living as hunter-gatherers uh, as tribes as close-knit tribes where you need it's it's a beautiful thing um,
1: yeah and, and the most of it sorry just to interact Eric to interrupt the most special is that these are of course whatever get ga- the way we see it today is almost like oh these savages but if you understand what's behind, it's very hard for us to oh. understand this because um, once we are understanding what their real values are and how they really live, it's because they don't live that way anymore because, you know, we are, mm. of course, it's not pure anymore because yeah. then we already got in contact with it. But even if you, if you get um, part of it, it's so precious, uh, the values. They are so simple. They are so respectful to nature. Mm. And I know it sounds almost like hippie to say, you know, we need to look more into nature. But the fact is, um, they live in harmony with nature. Nature is our mother. We are born of nature. We are so
0: nature.
1: We, we, we are forget nature. it. Yeah. Yes, we are, exactly. We are nature. Mm. So they have more knowledge in a way in my point of view than we have Mm -hmm. they deserve our respect because they are still respecting their mother their their own lives more than we are Um, but we still don't see that you know it's very hard for us to live that and that's why i try to bring a little bit of this um you know um culture it's very hard even i mean uh, I'm sure you can understand and at the same time I understand the challenges that we have nowadays to bring these values back because we've already crossed the line in many ways so yeah. it's very difficult to live um, with the simplicity that these guys still live uh, of course uh, but having their wisdom and applying that to our everyday is one of the things that I've been trying to do so, trying to live with more simplicity. So, yeah, you know, it's really
0: interesting that you say that. I feel like you can look at hospitality or the restaurant industry broken up into two major components. There's the uh, the hospitality side, the service side, and there's the you know the less exciting systems, processes, procedures, uh, having your numbers straight, management, and being organized, which is a big part of success. But yeah. at the same time, that that nature versus nurture is almost like it, it's hospitality leans more towards that nature versus nurture, or that, or that nature and nurture side of things. I shouldn't say nature versus nurture. It's the nature and nurture side of things, caring, giving, being there, Emp- empathy, these things like empathy and, and social or like you know, social and emotional intelligence all come from that. Like that more, I guess I don't want to say primitive, but that what's the word just, that that part of us that allowed us to 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 work in tribes to be a part of a pack you know and it's that carrying giving that we can learn so much from these tribes i would love to make a trip out to brazil and just study like hospitality through these people i bet we would learn it would be so enlightening man i I never thought about that that's brilliant I can't believe we're at an hour and 14 minutes of recording time already. We need to take a break to thank our sponsors, and we'll we're going to come back and try to bust out a fast speed round. Uh, you've been great, Gabriella. Uh, we'll be right back.
1: <laughs> don't don't oh. forget to bring out the profit aspect and the, all this balance of financial and the administrative aspects. So, if we can close with that, I think that's very. Oh, important. do you want to talk about let's,
0: let's talk about that now. And then break. we'll go then we'll go to the break. Um I hope you guys uh if, if this is maybe just hit pause and come back to if you've got if you're driving to work, you you just arrived to work, hit pause and listen to us on the way home. <laughs> all right, go ahead, Gabriella.
1: <laughs> That's good. Well, so just with all of this, it's fundamental that we have we're sustainable also in the financial aspect, right? Mm-hmm. So um maybe we don't need to have the the bigger, the, 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 the um, we, we need to, building sustainability financially, like building financial, uh, uh, a good financial aspect with sustainability uh, is possible and is a must, it, it must happen. Um, so that's, that's fundamental. And. That's that, that's all. That's <laughs> it, I'm just saying that you know it's no point of you having all of these things and not being financially successful. Mm-hmm. So even with the crisis here in Brazil, we were able to keep on growing um, because we didn't lose all. Uh, in when I have like many of my colleagues here many close of course we had a really big crisis now financial crisis in Brazil uh, many are still in a very difficult situation situation and we are like right now it's been a few months already that we've been hiring instead of like what people are still firing we are, we are already hiring we are growing every day and I mean that's um, that's fundamental um, This the team I have a really low turnover I have pretty much like I don't know Very low. Um, We are are here for... It's been nine years that we are here. So most of my team are here for... I mean, I have an average of six-year time. So uh, some people are here for nine years, of course. There are three that way. Uh, But the other ones are like at least four, five years. And I think that's very important. Um, And we're growing uh, um, day by day together. But it's important that I mention. um, I choose to get less money uh, on, on the final count. I chose to, like in the beginning, to, to build this. So my profit was less than most people. Mm. And then when the, cra- c- the crisis came, I didn't lower, I kept on going, I did lower, but I kept on going. Yeah. And people went down. So what I'm trying to say here is that financially has to balance. But that doesn't mean that you always gain. Mm -hmm. You have to make – it's just like nature needs the sun, but it needs the rain, but it needs – we all also need a balance when it comes to that. And one thing – So sometimes – yeah.
0: I'm sorry. And sometimes. Sometimes. Finish your thought. Finish your thought. You sure? You gain
1: more. (laughs) You gain in one area and you gain less. That's it. Uh,
0: Yeah. Just – I thought that was important. You know, one thing I wanted to just add before we do go to the break is that – One thing I've noticed about you is that you do this work because it's tied to your passions of sustainability, of nature, of culture, of tradition, of food. So you're showing up every day doing what you love and you built your business around what you love. So when you do that, it's so much easier to show up every day if you're not – even if you're taking a cut with a profit because you're feeding your soul. You're feeding your your heart. You're feeding – you know life is easier when you, sh- you know, you can make it happen much easier when you're not depriving yourself of these things. And you, you know, like I'm, I can relate because of the podcast, like three and a half, four years, I've been living off of basically the, the fortune of friends and family, uh, giving me, helping me out, helping support what I'm doing. And I show up every day knowing that I'm making a difference, knowing that I'm serving other people in, I love everything I'm doing and I might be eating oatmeal and rice every day, but you know what? Like I love it and I know that it's going to help people. And if you can have that endurance, if you can keep on showing up, it's just a matter of time.
1: So, yeah. And, um, and you're happy. And, yeah. yeah. And and see many people now like, oh, I need to have this or I need to get that. And that's, we need to get inside ourselves and know yeah. what we want.
0: Yeah. And
1: that's very difficult. It's been always challenging to me. It still is. But I think that's the way Yeah. Uh, because otherwise it's going to get to one point or another and you're going to say, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to work with this. I'm too tired. I'm too stressed. And then it tells, what have you been doing all your life?
0: (laughs) Awesome. We are going to break now. We're going to take a break. Uh, We'll be right back. We've all been there. I'm sure you have been. Uh, Just going through that stack of menus every night, pulling out the nasty soiled, expensive pieces of paper, putting them aside, throwing them away. God, it's so frustrating. This is a line item that just gets the best of us. It destroys our budget and people are so freaking dirty. It's like, ah, Anyway, what if I told you that I discovered a piece of paper that's rip proof and waterproof, 100% rip proof and waterproof. This stuff is so durable, it's what the military uses to print their navigational maps and charts on. Like, they trust this stuff. And now they're printing menus on it. Head over to terraslatepaper.com to learn more. Guys, I'm telling you, this stuff is durable. I've seen the owner Kyle Ewing throw this menu through a dishwasher to prove its durability. Again, Tara paper.com. That's T E R R a S L a T E paper.com. And if you use promotional code unstoppable, you will save 15% on your first order. Get after it. I will not sit here and tell you that I have the secret sauce to marketing. The truth is the best way to market your restaurant is to do an incredible job. Four walls marketing, busting your ass, providing incredible experiences, and just being the best at what you do. That's how you market your restaurant. The second best way to market your restaurant is direct marketing. This is any way you connect directly with your guest, and it goes beyond phone calls and In snail mail today, social media, Facebook ads, emails, text messaging, Wi Fi, mobile phones, apps, there's so many ways to connect directly with our guests, but you would need a degree or countless hours of research and planning and strategizing to pull all these things together on your own. There is another option you can adopt a proven, successful, completely customizable, done for you strategy and plan created by an expert and past guest mentor on Restaurant Unstoppable, Nick Fosberg. Nick shares everything he knows in his book, Bar and Restaurant Success. It's the number one marketing and promotion book out there right now. Get this book for free. Go to freebrsbook.com and implement these strategies and plans today. Freebrsbook.com. All right, we are back. And the first question I have for you, Gabriella, is what is your it factor a habit a trait a characteristic you believe most contributes to your success
1: My method de Rosi practice it's a yoga practice that for sure is breathing, focusing, mm. concentrating, giving my best, and relaxing are some of the key um, yeah. techniques that i practice on this yoga and that are for sure my uh they give me lots of energy
0: that's something i've recently started doing along with meditation yoga and meditation and it it does people say it makes a difference and everyone's like yeah whatever swear like this is somebody who grew up playing baseball football and wrestling like a yeah dude started doing this yoga and meditation and it makes you so mindful and so focused (laughs) it's so powerful Um, What is your biggest weakness?
1: I go back to clarity. So clarity and I have a hard time organizing my head with my speaking and with my beliefs. There sometimes are not very aligned. And then I say things that don't mean to be that and that sometimes can be misunderstood. So I have been working in organization and um, making habits, you know, continuously. There is a word for it, but it's basically the the lack of, um, there is a word, Um, constance, you know, something you do every day,
0: I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of um. I'm trying
1: to to think of the words too. So is discipline? Discipline. Okay. (laughs)
0: Discipline.
1: Yeah, that's a tough one. So discipline, I think, is something you know. It's not nowadays. I've gotten much better already, but it's still, I think, one of the uh, the the weakest. You know, to really have discipline to do that every day. Is something I lack, like, so it's a big effort. And you've,
0: have you gotten better with it?
1: Absolutely. What, Absolutely. What's your
0: secret to improve your discipline? How have you? What have you done to improve your discipline?
1: Well, the the yoga practice and the mm-hmm. meditation are. I mean, I.
0: If you're uh, thinking, if you're wondering how does that help improve discipline for me, and you can agree or disagree for me. It recenters you and brings you back to what's most important. And, and it allows you to show up and work towards, work intentionally towards those things that need discipline. Does that sound right?
1: It sounds perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> perfect. Uh-huh. Uh huh. What,
0: yeah, what is one piece of advice you have for leading others?
1: Bring others. With you through your actions and through your examples, your example, and through your your ideas. But sometimes if it's only the idea, that doesn't work. Beautiful. It has to be through what can be tangible, what can be seen, what can be experienced. Walk the walk. Walk the walk.
0: (laughs) I love it. Uh, and act wh- the talk. <laughs> what is one question you look for? Or one sorry, one question you ask or thing that you look for during the interview process?
1: Mm-hmm. What's your weakest point? What's your weak- weakest characteristic as a person? And Here in Brazil, it's very hard. People get surprised when they hear that question. That's what I love about it.
0: (laughs) And are you just looking for honesty? I'm sorry? What are you looking for in that question?
1: I'm looking to see if people, whoever I'm interviewing, if they really deep look into themselves. Because Mm -hmm. if you are able to see what you're bad at, Um, most people look at what they're good at Mm. and then when they go to the interview, they go, oh, I'm good at this, I'm good at this, I'm good at this, I'm going to talk about this. But then, what are you bad at? Because if you understand what you're bad at or what you're not good at, you are able to make that difference. But if you do not recognize, then the (laughs) chances are impossible. Yeah,
0: beautiful. What's a current challenge uh, you're dealing with right now?
1: motivating the the one that substitute me in the kitchen and in the all food operating operation
0: how are you dealing with that
1: i'm working the ones around him trying to get him to not only, but I think that's part of the way I, I've taken the focus out of him. So in some aspects, and then bringing some challenges here and there. For example, <clears throat> this Thursday, um, we are going to, I said, he's he, he doesn't want to go, but I said he's, uh, he, he must go. To uh, like uh, we we now bought the first pigs we today in fact they're 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 raised losing, with real food and today they're being uh, killed and then we're gonna cut them tomorrow tomorrow so uh, I'm asking him who is going to be to substitute me to be there so. That he experiences some of the things that maybe until now only I experienced uh, in the front of the business because yeah. I'm the chef or I, I have the title. Yeah. But he's the one who's here, so that's that's also it. So involving him uh, in my sometimes fun experiences also because uh, to me that's that's. Uh, you know that's an achievement, even though I'm a vegetarian. Uh, but I understand. That, like I said, my goal is to have. I, I still serve meat, and I my my problem uh, or my challenge, my objective of being a vegetarian is not necessarily the extreme of everybody having being vegetarian, but is to serve meat that is properly raised. So if that's my goal, and if I have a challenge of having somebody uh, running my kitchen and having the same ideals, I need to get him involved. So I'm motivating his team around so that he he, he knows he has a team, he knows he's fine yeah. to be out of there, and getting him to get out more, mm-hmm. you know, to get out more. And so he knows that he can't get out if he doesn't get things organized in there. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, so kind of like that.
0: That's <laughs> tough. Uh, yeah. What is one but thing what's one thing besides food that your restaurant does really well that separates you from other restaurants?
1: We work with art. So we have basically every 40 days we have, uh, one new exposition or every month we have like an event, uh, a cultural event being different kinds of cultures. So, uh, what I have done uh, after these eight years, now we are ha- in the ninth year of Quintana, and we have now for the for the first year we have um, I wouldn't say hired because she wasn't hired. We have uh, grown a partnership, and I have invited an artist to become our curator, cur- curator? curator, you know, yes, curator, yeah. you know the organized so, how do you call it
0: I couldn't I couldn't say the name of your city earlier so it's curator so we're even now
1: <laughs> curator yes, right you got it, uh, thank, it. You. thank you <laughs> so we have a, an artist curator who has been helping us and making our art exposition uh, very special much more you know much more rich in, in in you know in in whatever it's offering very nice awesome
0: uh what is one book that's a must read that will either make us a better person or restaurant operator
1: you know um it's it's a it's a book that I think has a lot to do because even though uh, yes, many times like when we come especially in the States you know, when it comes to your restaurant business we have and you know, we know we we come with the idea of having many, many and then you know, we, we become crazy and like Nandu has shared you know, his stories and like many other stories that he mm-hmm. brought you know I think we almost forget to to live life and we, you know just do that and do that and we mm-hmm. run here we run there and we do so much and there's so much and you know and maybe yes we get all this money and we can have all these things but our heart is always pumping faster and we are just all almost all stressed that the one book i think is you know it should be brought more into our industry is the power of now
0: the power of now Ooh. I think
1: that's what's uh, translated to. I think that's the power of now. I have not Echo read that.
0: I have not read that, but it sounds awesome. I'm gonna have to check that out. I'll have the link in the show notes and.
1: Uh, I'm gonna check if that's how it is in English Just, just to make sure uh, he's a he's a great writer, and it's just because at the moment you know I have this book in my. Yeah. Yeah, um, I have uh, this book in my my phone, so it's not necessarily a book uh, of um, administrative techniques or uh, that you you know you're gonna study. But if you really focus when you're reading it, it's a very simple book uh, and very powerful because it does brings you back a little bit into that moment. And if you do all you do in your life, uh, being in some moment, moments, you can really breathe in, you can really feel what you're doing and love what you're doing, enjoy what you're doing, really feel the the, the blast of what you're doing. Yeah. Um, oh, that may, like you said earlier, that makes all all, all sounds. And
0: is that the really, journey
1: is much better.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Is that by Eckhart Tolle?
1: Yes, okay, Eckhart yes. Tolle. The
0: Power of Now is the right translation. And that is available on audio too. If you guys are not listening to audio books, we don't have a lot of time in our days. Audiobooks make it possible to consume and surround yourself with the, the influence of amazing people out there. Uh, you can get uh, this book for free if you head over to audibletrial.com slash unstoppable. Uh, I'll have to check hey. that one out. I'm going to have to listen to that myself. So what's one technology you're leveraging in your restaurant that has
1: made an impact? Uh, it's a simple technology it's a bomb pumping the rainwater that i collect pumping it back into our roof that way i don't need air conditioning i mm. have a refreshing naturally so i think the pump would be one technology that has helped us
0: do you know the name uh, of that
1: pump it's actually it's a water pump so we like, collect the water from it's a water pump
0: is it a sp- like a specific system that you well, use or is it like is there a name it's
1: it's a very artisanal, very um, very simple way of, like, uh, my restaurant is located in a house. So I collect the water of the house with, um, you know, the, they fall all on the side. I collect from the side. They fall on the roof. It's an old house, so it has, you know, the, the, the roof, the triangle roof. So the water falls down, and then we collect the water on the sides. They all go into a, a big tank. And then I have a filter, of course, before that. So I have a filter of this rain that comes down. So it goes down into the tank. And then there is a bomb in there that throws this water back up. And then I have some, uh, the pipes, they will, the, the pipes will go back um, to, I have a, I used to have a, an open deck. I had to close it because of the weather. So I close it with glass. So then uh, this water is pumped back on the top of this glass roof and then it ro- it goes down and then I collect it again. So it's a, a total cycle water, but it's a very simple water, a water bomb that brings the water from the bottom up and then with a like a rope, like a water pipe, yeah. we, make, we make holes on the water pipe and put on the top of the roof and then when we turn it on the water from the rain that has been collected into these tanks will be thrown on the top of the roof. And um, and then I have a chill. Uh, now I'm actually putting this chiller this year. Okay. So the even in the high hot days of summer, there is chilled water on top of there. So it reduces about 40% wow. of um, the heatness. Uh, and, it's, and it's really nice because there is a pleasant, because there is always water on water. top of you. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah.
1: And it's it's very natural.
0: The cost to operate that pump is how much less than to run AC? A lot, I'm assuming.
1: Not only the financial cost, but also the impact for nature. Yeah. Because once I learned to relate all of my costs and all of my profits with nature, what am I doing? What am I getting to me? What am I getting to my staff? What am I going to present to my clients? And what am I getting to nature then all values they, they the, the the relationship of values changed a lot. So uh, the investment is I mean what I get out of it is incredible. And plus people already get an experience just by looking at the rainwater being they already feel they understand that you're there. You're doing something for them yeah. too. Yeah. So you know they 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 won't leave you. Yeah. You know oh, they, man, that's they that's yeah.
0: interesting. Oh, I want to ask more okay. questions, but we got to keep moving over, over our time. Uh, we, so... also, we,
1: also <laughs> raise, we also raise stingless bees in the garden here. That's how far we go.
0: Oh, wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> so what is one technology – oh, wait. I just asked that question. I'm all over the place. Yeah. With all the knowledge mm-hmm. you have now, if you could go back in time and give yourself one piece of business advice, what would it be?
1: Business advice, I would say – Make sure that you really accept the consequences of your choices. Mm. Make sure that you look at what the consequences can be. Because if you make choices and if you're not up, for handling or if you're not ready to handle the consequences that's gonna hit you hard so make sure that you make the right you know think about the choices because that's our biggest power
0: i love it our
1: choices yeah
0: one way i think of that one way to really simplify it is yeah don't let the world happen to you choose to happen to the world and just you, yeah, and like just you have a choice. You can you can make your outcome whatever you want it to be. Uh, if you I happen to, to do
1: it. a communication course with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: well, you are translating everything that's into your head into English. So you're doing amazing. Uh, and is there anything we didn't get to uh, discuss today that you would have hoped we did discuss, but we didn't get around to it?
1: I think we, we covered most of it um, but the balance uh, the triangle balance of uh, like w- we said uh, about the mission and I think always look into the triangle, the company has to be happy, happy. the employees have to be happy and the customers have to be happy and we are all part of nature in that. Yeah. Um, I mean it's, it's you know it's and I think, I, I know it's crazy but I, I think it's I, I, I mean, I don't think it's crazy. For some, maybe crazy, but I think this is so common sense. It is so logical. You don't need to go so big. Sometimes it's better to be smaller mm. with quality than than just big in quantity. And then, you know, sometimes can be very harmful. So you yes. I think smaller sometimes is an easy way to begin at least yes. to have, but don't go big without quality because i think that's a killer
0: big isn't necessarily great no
1: Um, no
0: i hear you this has been a blast it only took an hour and 40 minutes but you know we got it done and (laughs) it was worth every second of the time spent with you uh such a great person thank you so much for choosing to be somebody who chooses to be great instead of big who chooses to transform the relationships and the people around them through influence and just doing the right thing and having a heart and using that heart and just influencing everybody around you. Uh, it was an honor to make an example of you. Uh, thank you for being you. And uh, before we say goodbye, uh, I got to have you call somebody out. That's how I found you. Nandu called you out. So who is somebody you admire in this industry, an independent restaurant operator that you think would make a great guest mentor like you've made for us today?
1: There's one person that, uh, there are many, I can think of a few, I've thought of a few. But there's one person who worked uh, very closely to me, and I learned a lot with him. And his name is Oskar Lindeberg. He's from Sweden, and he's there, he lives there at the moment, I think. Uh, The hard thing is I haven't spoken to him in a very long Mm. time. Uh, but would be awesome maybe you can do that yeah but us in context through so I love having uh, the opportunity of um, giving you this challenge oh, okay. because he's incredible I'm I, 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 uh, also somebody awesome. very inspiring and.
0: Oscar, look yeah. out! I'm coming after you. And I love that restaurant. Unstoppable is going international. This is great. Uh, let the folks at home know. How can we connect with you if you want to learn more about what you're doing? To discover your story, maybe we want to, uh, maybe we want to come stage out in uh, Brazil and we look look for a restaurant to come hang out at. How can we connect?
1: Oh, that would be awesome. I imagine somebody. If you want to. Learn more about our culture.
0: Yeah, um, learn from those those natives and learn more about hospitality through those. Nat- I might come out there and Stas just for that. That'd be Eric, awesome. <laughs> we can do an
1: exchange. Uh, I, yeah. love, um, I love. I uh, love. I think one tendency in the world is in the world is this um, different ways of um, trading. So I'll trade, uh, you know, some time with you. Uh, learning to communicate better, to exp- you <laughs> know, to synthesize it's, to communicate better, and I'll, I'll trade with whatever you want here in Brazil. Oh, Come deal. on over,
0: <laughs> deal.
1: but uh, you can find us. Uh, our the site for the restaurant is www. Quintana Gastronomia. So it's spelled Q U I N T A N A. G A S T R O N O M I A. You
0: com br. All right, and it looks like your social <laughs> handles are the same thing. Just drop the dot com dot uh, r, and that's your Facebook and Instagram uh, handles. Yeah,
1: Quintana Gastronomia. Yes, in Instagram and and Facebook, right?
0: Yes, and we'll have those uh, links in the show notes. This is episode three. 360, 368 head over to restaurantunstoppable.com slash 368 you'll find all the links right there Gabriella thank you so much for hanging yeah. out this long uh, for going over our agreed upon time uh, it was such a pleasure sharing your story and your advice I'm just making an example of you there is no questioning you are unstoppable yeah. <laughs> we are we cheers cheers
1: <laughs> Thank you so much, Eric. It was a great pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity and for all – it was great speaking to you. Thank you for all you brought. You're so welcome. And thank you for what you're doing. Oh, it's my pleasure. Uh, I love it. (laughs) That was awesome.
0: Gabriella. thank you so much for joining us today. And I want to end today's conversation the way we started it. And that's the whole idea that – this quote that she shared with us, the idea behind it that if you want – Butterflies, don't go chasing them. Instead, cultivate a garden and let the butterflies come to you. If you want to achieve great things in life, first become great, work on you, work on creating something great. And then great people will be attracted onto yourself. And there's just so many great lessons in today's conversation about taking care of yourself. If the world isn't what you want it to be, if your situation isn't what you want it to be, what are you doing to change your situation? Uh, so many great things discussed in today's conversation uh, about personal health, about learning, about, uh, man, just doing something that matters. Creating something that's aligned with your principles and your values and having a vision and showing up every day uh to fuel your principles and your in your values and to have that alignment so that even if you're taking a little bit of a cut and you're not taking as big of a profit as you would like you're showing up every day fulfilled doing what you love uh and you can you can handle it because you're not getting burnt out because you're doing work that matters and It just it can be so powerful and uh, great stuff today. Great conversation. It was it was just an honor and a privilege to make an example of you, Gabriella. And if you guys want more episodes like this, uh, don't be afraid to reach out to me. Uh, I know this one was a little bit long today. Uh, Let me know what you thought about that. Uh, You know, sometimes I feel like I just I can't cut these people short. They're going. They're going. I'm learning. I'm enjoying the conversation. Before you know it, an hour and a half goes by. But It takes sometimes, I've noticed, the first half hour to get these people to loosen up. So if that's bothering you, if you want them to be shorter, let me know. I'll try to be better about that. But I really do want to make an impact. I really do want to connect with these people on a different level. And Sometimes I feel like a half hour, 45 minutes, an hour isn't even enough time to really get to know these people, to get them to warm up, to get them to open up. And that's where the magic is after they become comfortable and they pull back two or three layers Uh, But yeah, great stuff today. Who do you want to hear on this show? Who do you admire? Who can we learn from? I'll get them on the show. We'll learn together. We'll make an example of them. Shoot me an email. Eric at Restaurant Unstoppable. Instagram, Eric Cacciatore. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And then Facebook slash Restaurant Unstoppable. And keep those five-star reviews on iTunes and Stitcher Radio coming. I'm at 98 reviews. Help me break three figures guys I want to get 100 reviews by the end of the month help me make it happen and uh, yeah thank you guys so much thank you Jerry Parisi for your beautiful editing helping me out there I appreciate you and I guess thanks for sticking around this long until next time peace out